Well, it's been a while. It's the rabbit hole ramble. I was looking back through our files and realized that this episode was never published. Life has been a little crazy, but found this one, thought we should put it out there. It is, oh, it's about six weeks old. And so the topics we discuss, as far as events go, you'll see that it's very dated and wonder where we've been. So we talk about a few things that happened about six weeks ago. Uh, but then also our overall arching conversation is um, doesn't need time or is not time stamped. So um, Ruben and I are hoping to get back on a routine in August. And it's been a wild season, just a little bit up in the air. So thanks for always subscribing and checking us out. And we will get back on schedule as soon as we can. Appreciate it. It's early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, my voice hasn't even <clears throat> really woke up. You've got some kind yet. of cold or something because you've been like. <clears throat> well, maybe I just because I haven't had my my coffee slingers coffee That's yet. That's what it is. So, it's the cure. I have not had mine either. So I took my first sip a second I, ago. Well, I'm looking forward to it, but I had the lid on and it's still too hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I burned my mouth. But Dude, the other I took day. took a sip, but I burned the Okay. Top, I'm not going to sell out this coffee shop because I don't <laughs> want to give anyone bad publicity but dude i literally burnt the top layer of skin off my two lips i so, thought you meant your i you're gonna say your tooth no <laughs> you burnt the top <laughs> layer oh, that's tooth? called enamel you just burned it right off coffee no. was so hot burnt enamel off. yeah if if uh <laughs> if that's possible i did that also so you burned your lips dude I, they filled it so high. They were like, you want room for cream? And I was like, no, just, I'll just have it black. <clears throat> and they filled it to the top. I don't, you know how like Slurpees, you put the lid on and then you fill it up even more. I felt like that's what they did with this because it was like up in the lid. <laughs> and there was a little bit of like over, overspill on the lid. And I went to, you know, just, you know, Aww. suck it off. Dude, I, it was so close to the rim that it sucked through the hole in the lid and just literally i think i had third degree burns on my lips yeah my skin fell off and i was like dude this is this is terrible experience so it's bad when you burn it in your lip get a little hangy piece of skin on your lip that you're like dunk yeah that's exactly what happened uh, and is that so, first degree second degree third degree i don't know it's, I think it's first degree maybe. i, f- I, I can't forget what it works. is no. I don't know what the degrees are. Just I think spill in your lap, man. No, and dude. But then I took off the lid your... off to think, like, man, that like, well, how did that come out? So I took the lid off, and then it spills all over my hand because it's so it's awesome. like trapped up in there. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if the coffee grew <laughs> once, like, once yeah, they got expanded. it in there. Jeez, the heat sucked the cup together and just Something. expanded because it. Just tell it the world the you worst. were coffee slingers and they burned you. Just go no, ahead. I wasn't. I'm kidding. It was <laughs> not a joke. Co- I've never had that. Idea. Coffee slingers. <laughs> they so so. If you've ever complained about like, man, they didn't even fill this thing up all the way, 
thank God they didn't fill yeah. it up all the way. Let them leave room for cream. That's good. <laughs> yeah, just just tell them all the time, leave room for cream. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do from now on. I was in uh, Slingers the other day, and um, I had my... Uh, um, crap. Oh, matcha lemonade. Mm-hmm. It's back this season, the matcha lemonade. Too good, man. Like, dangerously good. And then they have another one... I should have known before I got on here, but there's this the specialty coffee right now. Super good. Irish cream? No. Oh. If it is Irish something. Maybe it's Irish something. Cream is good. Yeah. But anyway, it was super good. Had a great time out there with the staff and Isaac and all those guys. So coffeeslingers.com slash rabbit hole ramble. Fifteen percent discount on online orders. Yes. They're still doing that. Hey, we're coming up on our year anniversary, man. Can you believe that? For the rabbit hole ramble? Yeah. No way. I actually no, I didn't. I didn't give that thought. The bu- so. Here's the bummer, which I don't know why this should be a bummer. This should be a celebration. But I really, really was hope- hoping that we'd get to like, you know, 50 some episodes, 52, you know, at least one year's worth of episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't remember what our exact count is, like 30 something. So yeah. we were hoping for 10 originally, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, we blew we've past had, 10. We've had... We've had a couple seasons, and we're we're now in season three. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So June first, twenty twenty one, was our episode zero. Really? June first. So, so we like, started talking in May. Okay. And May was our those ones. Like episode five was actually recorded in May. Yeah, the one where we actually yeah. hit record. Right. Yeah. Well, and it, the sound was all bad, so it's our least downloaded episode, which is kind of funny because the sound is kind of crap, but. So yeah, June first, man. We'll, we'll blame it on the sound, not the content. Blame it on the <laughs> rain that was falling, falling. Dude, Ooh, Millie Vanilli, man, can't... so good, man. Have you ever have you listened to any of their stuff? You probably haven't. Never mind. No. Do you even know the whole controversy behind Millie Vanilli? Nope. We're gonna have a new. <laughs> we're gonna have a new section of our podcast, and I'm gonna ask you questions, and we'll see if, if how Ru- much I really does. Know. Ruben know? Does Ruben know? Dude. <laughs> that would be a great segment. It Seriously. would be very short, though, because my knowledge is limited. You'd be like, nope. Yeah, nope. nope. Sorry, I don't know anything so what's about, that. Your tell me about it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. What? Hey, you tell say? me what I said. Tell me what's happening in Ukraine. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, tell me what's happening in. Um, um, what else can I say? <laughs> Where else could I say? Tell me. Hey, can you tell me something about Michael Jackson? No. What about Millie Vanilli? Ha- I didn't even know. I don't Do you know, know who Millie Vanilli is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's an age thing, but when I was, it probably is an age thing. So when I was in sixth grade, we were living in Washington and we were like on our, my parents were in Costa Rica. We came back for a year, uh, furlough deputation part two, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so we were at my grandma's house a lot doing our homes. We actually went to homeschool. I went to school there. The neighborhood Christian school was the name of the school. So we actually went to school and we got little cassette Walkmans for Christmas from my grandma. Yes. Grandma and grandpa, they got us cassette Walkmans. And it had a radio frequency. You could listen to tapes. You could you could actually record stuff from the radio. Yes. Amazing yeah. stuff. So anyway, our biggest like thing alone, was- dude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yep. So we every day, my sister and my brother and I would scour radio stations before we went to school to try to find Millie Vanilli's song "Blame It on the Rain." Have you never heard "Blame It on the Rain"? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. Oh, I'm gonna great. play it. Oh yeah, it's so. Good. I don't even know if it's out there anymore. Let's see. I'm gonna try to figure out how to find it. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what to do with my Spotify. Now that you're searching for a song, it reminded me, dude. Spotify messed me up. 
I don't know if this is the legit one, but it says Millie Vanilli. I'm gonna have to do a whole history on Millie Vanilli, though. Yeah, you can educate me. Never, I don't think I've ever Maybe. I don't remember it starting like this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what's funny is we would scour the radio, you know, AM, FM, always FM, AM never had anything. Okay. And we would scour it. And if we found this song, we would tell each other where it was and all of us would tune in in our Bachmans to this. funny. Did they just play it all the time? Uh, We wanted them to. I really don't know how often they actually did, but so catchy, so good. But here's the catcher. I've got to get to the actual chorus here. Yeah. It sounds so good, man. Oh yeah, do you hear that? I could, I oh. could listen to this on the beach. I, if oh, I close yeah. my eyes, yeah. if I close my eyes, I yes. could be on the beach right now. I wish I was on the beach right now. Me too, me too. But no, we're in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, as far from the beach as we can get. Burning lava. Today's supposed to be hot. I think. I walked out this morning. Yeah, anybody that's you can in win the a lip seeking totally battle with this, dude. Seriously. Hmm. Hmm. I'm hmm. bummed that I was never introduced to Millie Vanilli. It says 2011. See, they're messing me up here, but this is an old song. Did Millie Vanilli come back? See, I, maybe I'm the one that doesn't know anything. Oh, <laughs> does Ray know about Millie Vanilli? No. I don't think that's the original. I wish there was I definitely one thing that don't I think knew that's about. the original, but. I wish there was one thing that I knew about before you. Oh, you probably do. No, I don't. Well, Jordan's, I guarantee there's I, some stuff that you know that I don't know. Well, I was hanging out with... Oh, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, just like... Looking for a better version. Maybe how-to stuff, not like oh, yeah, what's you, happening at not current events. Blame it on the rain. <laughs> well, that was good. That was a good <laughs> note there, dude. Just tell our tell our worship team, man. Maybe they'll let, maybe let me audition. <laughs> I don't know. No, anyway, Millie Vanilli, dude. They were at a concert and their sound went out. I'm sorry. Oh, what were they doing? Anyway, they were lip syncing the whole time. They these were not their voices. Oh, there was two other people that were singing the voices, and they were. I don't know if it was that they didn't look attractive, and these guys looked attractive. These two these two guys, Millie Vanilli. And uh, so they were the face, but not the voice. Oh, no. <laughs> so it was a big old scandal, man. It was so funny. So the, the so, yeah, album guys, cover or not yeah, the people who guys, sang it? No. No way. Yeah. And they went on tour, but they <gasps> always lip synced everything. And then they got found out because they got off or something. The thing, the, the track uh, like skipped or something. Stop. Yeah. It was, so it was the original like fraud. So it was a whole thing, man. And yeah. now it's like common it's practice. Like when, oh, they, yeah, now it's when like they do the parades and stuff oh, like yeah. that, it's like all no lip sync. <laughs> you can tell that people are off. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Oop, whatever. Whoops. That's what we do now. <laughs> Sometimes you wish they would be lip syncing, you know. Do you yeah. ever watch those uh, New Year's New Year's Eve specials? Oh, yeah. Man, there's a few of those people, not to name names, but oh, there's a few of them like, oh, their career just ended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, that was not your that best was work. was so bad. <laughs> you should have been lip syncing that one. <laughs> Oh, so, anyway, man. Millie Vanilli, man, that's like famous fraud, fraud band. So fraud guys. No, anyway. I did not know anything about that. So yeah. 
I don't even know why we started with blaming on the rain. I don't even know why we said that, but we yeah, I don't know how coffee, we got on the shop. Trip. I don't know what we're doing, man. Coffee shop, blaming on the rain. We're gonna have to go back and listen and see where we got off track. Sorry, that's my what my mm. mind goes. My mind just gets us maybe, off track. Maybe this is God saying, "Move on, <laughs> move on, you fools." Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, how was your weekend, man? We have our family escape weekend. Yeah, we had good? family escape. It was good. It kind of ties into this topic, which is interesting. I got an opportunity to hang out with some friends um, in Owasso, where we moved from. And I asked them that question. I was like, okay, for real time, like real feedback now. <laughs> how, what's your, what is your guys' view of me? Because there were several things that they brought up what? of like – that I had no clue was was going on. That's dangerous, dude. And I said, so... Were you in a position it, to like, hear it? Am I? Yeah, I, you know, kind of. <laughs> so I said, I was like, no, tell me, like, do you guys all... Is there a consensus going on of like, yeah, Ruben doesn't know anything that's going on in the world. <laughs> They, they said they said no like we don't we don't consistently have that view but i think increasingly jordan i find jordan saying things like she said something she goes she goes okay you guys probably already know about this she goes well you may not but and i'm like oh shoot i'm like okay okay and so that's when i asked the question i was like okay wait time out here and yeah. everyone laughed you know like when yeah. she said that and so i was like is that is that everyone's view <laughs> me like I, I just like i just don't know what's going on like if, like i live under a rock <laughs> which i wonder what that is though well part of it's intentional for me because you just don't want to know well not that i don't i, I actually am interested in history like when things like this like, like that's interesting history. to me <laughs> no but I, i'm actually interested in in what's going on but my tendency is to pick up other people's problems and pain and make them my own. Like, I think maybe the word, I don't know if it's like empathy or what it is, but I can only handle so much. And so in certain seasons, I'll just be like, you know what? I can't, like, I'm a, I'm pretty much off social media. Like, I, I get on it. I discovered Reels, uh, which have been, come to find out, out for a really long time. So you guys can, I'm sure everyone who's listening, all three of you have gotten a good laugh out of that. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, I, I just, I'm not on social media because I find myself getting like, I carry it with me. Really? I'm like, it makes me, it makes Such me Such a mad. different approach. There's I think like, that's the way a lot of people are though. See, I think people fall into that category that like looking at something and that just affects them like deeply. Yes. And me, I, I don't. I don't know, because my my feed is not the same as most people's. Mine's just so random. I don't think Facebook knows what to feed me. <laughs> well, I don't know that it's it's not just social media, but like current events and like oh, yeah. all the stuff. Like even so, you don't get any even, news blasts or anything on your phone. No, I've turned it all off. Well, because you and you mentioned to me the other day this whole like uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard yeah. case and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Jordan's like super into it. So let She's, me ask you a question. This is the. What does Ruben know? Okay. So who won the case? I actually have not found out yet, uh, but we listened on the way to Owasso. We listened to the 45-minute closing argument of... Brutal! Yeah. Which one? Uh, Vasquez. The, Vasquez, Her yeah. closing ar arguments for... So you just heard hers. In defense of... Well, the other guy they didn't, they hadn't the other one yeah. come out. 
Oh yeah. Well, I, it was like there Amber was Heard's forty-five was minutes of hers. Yet. Well, there's forty-five minutes of hers, and then there. Well, you can watch them; they're on YouTube. But forty-five minutes of hers, and then um, the other team, other side, and then the main attorney came back and did his little spiel from okay. from Johnny Depp. His name is Ben Chu or something. Chu, like that. yeah, Chu. It sounds right, but he's he's not Oriental. I don't I don't know how he has the name of Chu, but. Anyway, the and then the other side had their time. And what was funny is when they had their final, final, like their response wrap up. Amber uh, Amber's team had six minutes, <laughs> and Johnny's team had like forty some minutes, or thirty minutes, or something like that. And they're like, "What?" And she goes, "Well, that's what you guys took. So this is all that's left. You guys got six minutes." <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh no! So so you don't know who won? Like who won the case? No. I so haven't. today is Tuesday. So if you're listening to this on Friday, um. Maybe we already know, but as of Tuesday, they haven't even got back into session yet. Oh, I was just they, seeing what you knew, Ruben. You, that's all. Jack, you set me up. <laughs> I know. Because I wanted to you look to dumb. I, no, no, no I wanted you to be like, day. oh yeah, of course, of course, so and so won, or you know, I was hoping you would be like, oh, of course, and Dude. then, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, we don't actually know yet. Well, jury had just a few hours on Friday, and then they're picking back up today, like as we speak, probably. I don't know what the popular opinion is, but I was fully convinced after Vasquez. But you didn't listen to the other side. I didn't. Ah, see, see, see that's why you're I, fully like, convinced on one, and then you hear right? the other, and you're like, "Oh snap!" And that's what's crazy. Is like, except that it, didn't happen this time. So that's was part of like <laughs> the the thing is, uh, that oh man, that scripture comes to mind about like yeah, you hear not to be like swayed by every wind of doctrine or whatnot and all that. Well, even that Proverbs stuff. says you hear one side and you're fully convinced until you hear the other side or something like that. It says something along those lines. So right. Yeah. You, until you feel hear hear all the arguments don't make an opinion. Right. But that's an interesting thing because even, even like in church world, like denominationally and oh, things yeah. like that, like there's like everyone thinks they're right. Yeah. And it's like, and you can be convinced pretty easily if yeah. you only listen to their argument. I know. And then you go listen to the other one. You're like, Oh yeah. And so that's where like, Part of it is like I can only carry so much at a time, and I carry it with me. And so, you so just plug I've your ears had to and say, la, 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 la. "I don't want to know anything." <laughs> yeah. So without without so, the living without crawling under a rock and living under a rock, like I just with my mental no, capacity, <laughs> yeah, with my mental capacity and the ability to be able to went, process dude. information, I have <laughs> to scraped up by the rock. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I, I have to limit what. I have to limit my intake. And I don't know I don't know if that's right or wrong. It's just is what it is. Yeah. Well, let's do a little exercise right now. Tell me okay. your deepest core fundamental belief. Let's see if we can pick it apart. I'm just kidding. Let's not do that. <laughs> Ruben's rolling his eyes at me. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of what it is. <laughs> oh, Ruben would be like, well, the rabbit hole ramble screwed me up. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. The uh, uh, Millie Vanilli, dude, I got to go back to that just for a second because I looked up Wikipedia um, about it. Of course, Wikipedia is where you can get all the real information, you know, if you want mm -hmm. your news. But it was, it's a German-French duo, R&B duo from Munich. So they were founded in 1988 by Frank Farian, and it consisted of Fab Morvan and Rob Pilatus. I was probably not saying that right. So they did a lot of stuff. It actually, they were so good that it says they became one of the most popular acts in the late 80s and early 90s with millions of records sold. However, their success turned to infamy 
when it was discovered that Morvan and Pilatus did not sing any of the vocals on their music releases. They ended up returning their Grammy Award for Best New Artist. They recorded <gasps> a comeback album in 1998 titled Back in, a, in Attack, but it re- its release was canceled after Pilatus died at the age of 32. Oh, man. So Pilatus or whatever it was, the guy on the album that didn't actually sing? Like his face was on it, but he wasn't actually vocal. They didn't sound good. Like... I think they started out wanting to sing. Well, then someone discovered their look and like, oh, you guys look good. And then their 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 vocals weren't actually as good as they wanted them to be. So they paired them with somebody else. But the uh, the first public sign that the group was lip syncing came in June, 21st July 1989 during a live performance on MTV at uh, a theme park in Connecticut as they performed a hard drive issue caused the recording of the song, Girl, You Know It's True to jam and skip repeatedly playing the partial line, girl, you know, it's true through the speakers. (laughs) I knew right then and there that it was the beginning of the end of Millie Vanilli. (laughs) Oh no. Uh, When my voice got stuck in the computer and it just kept repeating and repeating, I panicked. I didn't know what to do. I ran off stage and then another guy actually kicked the speaker down like, boom, (laughs) you should, uh, you should uh, go watch the video. It's kind of interesting. So anyway, so they got Grammys and all that stuff and they had to return them. <laughs> so that fraud or your fraud will find you out. And I think psychologically, that's what you deal with too. You're like, hmm, I'm going to be found out. There's going to be this soundtrack that's like skipping. Rip, 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 rip. And they'll be like, yep. <laughs> Ray and Ruben are a bunch of frauds. <laughs> I actually want that day to come. <laughs> so that I can to go down in infamy. <laughs> That's that was dark. I'm sorry. That was, that, was dark. That, was too, that was too dark. That was the dark web rabbit hole ramble. Yes, that was uh no. That was that actually was, deep that in was hole. me deep speaking out of that was me speaking out of emotion. Not what I really want. Okay, so interesting. Let's dig into that a little bit because exposure. Mm-hmm. Why is it is our our tendency as humans to like hide or to be someone that we're really or maybe it's not even be you don't even, maybe you don't even know you're doing it but like I think comparison is a big deal mm-hmm. in our culture today like so like there came the celebrity movement especially in like the 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 church world is like the celebrity pastor movement. And then you see a lot of these like churches popping up that are like mimicking or I say mimicking, but like attempting to be like a certain style of church or whatever. And I don't know, like, is that, is that like chasing success? Like, or like how, and is there even a way to even know the heart of, of a person and that's what's so difficult. Well, what if it, like, what if it just starts as the everyone's desire to be known? Cuz I think everybody has like a deep desire okay. to be known yeah. by others. And then it turns into something gross where you're you don't you it's not enough to be known by someone, you got to be known by everyone. Hmm. And then it just goes skyrocket. And the truth is you can look at it, how many people in our world of, you know, 7 billion people are known by everyone? I mean, there might be one or two, maybe. 
that's like known famous, by everyone? Like that everyone knows who they are? <laughs> I probably don't know them, so they would be known by everyone. <laughs> well, I like don't Elon know Musk. I wonder, I'm sure there's some corner of the world where someone doesn't know who Elon Musk is or oh, or yeah. even uh, Bill Gates, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, or I mean, Coca-Cola has gone around the world, so you can go into like remote areas of the world and Coca-Cola is there, you know? So so I don't know. I, there's probably yeah, but even that a is very like... one or two people in existence that actually people know. Or maybe it's people that have died. You know, like Genghis Khan or, or uh, Napoleon or you know, mm. some of the kings or you know, king, king, whoever you want to say, you know. Right, but even that is only is limited by the people who study them. Right. Because right. generationally, like if someone's not talked about or winds up in a history book somewhere, or the only reason that we know about like even biblical characters is because they were documented. Well, and (laughs) what's interesting is that even Millie Vanelli, as big as it was in my childhood, you had no clue who they were. No. And it's like, that's interesting that someone that would make a splash like that really doesn't make that big of a splash. You know what I'm saying? And that was negative. That was negative. It was definitely negative. What what they use, the term infamy. Yeah, infamy. (laughs) Same word they use for Pearl Harbor, you know? (laughs) Okay. A day that will go down in infamy. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. And even, um, you know, like in in Christianity, you have Jesus, which seems like he's the most famous individual to ever exist. But is that true? Because there's parts of the world that don't know who he is. And the Beatles famously said, we're going to be more or we're more famous than Jesus Christ. Hmm. And that's like, oof, whoops. So... Yeah, to be known is an is an interesting thing. And when when is it enough? Like when right. when are you satisfied with the people who know you and the people you know? And what at what lengths will you will you go to to be known? I think there's right. the the dark side of people knowing you too. So like yeah, if yeah, I was on a podcast on Saturday with uh, some psychiatrists and they they quoted a um, African proverb that says a village or a a child who is not oh crap i'm gonna screw it up a child who's not cared for by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth or something like that like a child that's not known in the village will burn it down to feel its warmth so it's like i think people will go into extreme darkness and depravity just to be known um wow and thinking about last week with the the shooter that went mm-hmm. into the Texas school. I mean, even that is a, I don't know if that's a cry for being known or if it's something else. I mean, obviously that's depravity, but he took some steps. Um, he took some steps to take other people's lives and it's the idea of the 15 minutes of fame, bad or good, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I, and I don't, I don't know if all of us think in terms of how far would I go to be known, you know. I don't I don't think we'd necessarily put it or articulate it like that, but there's something in our hearts that are drawing us to be known. So hmm. That's interesting. Like what are the and then how far would you go? Right, not only how far would you it's a Disney Disney song, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow, and like, 
what are the what are the things that even cause you to feel like you're not known right you know what i mean like what what is it in the heart of heart of a person that satisfies or longs for that desire right or, or, or longs for that to be true, to be known or not to known. And that's different for different mm -hmm. people. Like some people are okay being known by one, you know, one person or a few people. And it's just like this, you know. And what's the tipping life. point? You know, to your point, what's the tipping point where someone would go from, I'm not satisfied with a few? Well, and I, I think more it, and more and more and more. I and think more. in a, even a deeper way, it goes into like the question of not only being known, but like, am I enough? Yeah. And then it gets into, it plays into identity and like, what, what do I have to do to be enough? Yeah. And because the, the, I think the older I get, like, and had this conversation with my wife the other day is like, there's just a, there's a desire in my, in my heart to like, um, just build a life together and like raise a family and for just that to be enough. Just be a hermit. Be right? a be like, a hermit. Well, with your family. Well, it's interesting that we're even having this conversation because why do I need to know about mentally vanilla? But yet there's even even in that conversation, like yeah. I felt like, oh man, like I'm an idiot if I don't know who no, Millie just for our entertainment. is. Well, what right. But I'm saying know? where like there's a <laughs> I think in our culture and in even society, there's like this overwhelming like pressure to like know all and be all and we have it at our fingertips i think that's why the expectation is there is like because yeah. i could google anything well if you knew what and to search. instantly yeah if i knew what to search i could i could at a at a moment's notice i could or or in an instant i could have information that's happening in a place that i've never been seen laid eyes on people that i don't know i could have infinite information about them yep. and about that place and what goes on there and what's taking place and how it's happening and what the wrong is and what the right is and all this kind of stuff. And I could, I could search it. So because we have access to it, the expectation is that we would know it. Yeah. And so if you don't, you're in some ways, like I'm sure that there, there were a lot of people if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you fall on the side of like, oh, I didn't know who Millie Vanilli was too. Like, if you're under forty, you probably don't know who, who they but are. But <laughs> if you, if you do, the thought is because you know it is oh. like, oh, everyone knows this. Yeah, true. Because they have access to it. True. And so it's like, and if if you don't, it's almost like this. And I'm not saying that you are condescending, but I'm saying like it's this posture of condent or. Uh, condescension of like you don't you don't know what's going on like that's what i i feel yeah. with that a little bit even though i've had to be really intentional to limit my intake of like what i'm actually processing in my mind and be okay with the capacities that god has like the limits that god has set when he created me as a human yeah and but there's often times where i feel not enough because I don't know enough mm. or because I don't, I'm not aware of enough. And then I'm like, it. it's like, there's this 
pressure welling up inside of me of like, oh my gosh, like, am I, am, am I an idiot? Then it confirms some of the biases that I even have about myself. Yeah. But the deep longing in my heart is just to like, I look at my, like my parents, I think I said this on the podcast before, but several, I guess maybe it's probably been a year ago now. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. last June had the opportunity to go and spend some time with my family and just ask, ask them questions, some questions yeah. and that kind of stuff. And they lived in the same, I grew up in the same, they still live in the same house that I grew up in. They're kind of building this like backyard, like oasis over time. Awesome. And they're doing, you know, just, they got like a pergola back there now. And they Sweet. like, I remember, I see the tire swing that I swung on as a kid and those kinds of things. And it's that kind of stuff that I'm drawn to that I'm like, why isn't that enough anymore? Like, yeah. I feel like you got to move. And maybe it's partially because I live near like a, like a massive city and yeah. uh, there's lots of hustle and bustle and we don't live in a place like New York or, you know, right. LA or anything like that. It's busy but enough. It's busy, busy enough to kind of like cause you to be like, man, I, I don't know if I can sit still and just live a simple life. Is that, is that enough? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're, you're touching on like, <clears throat> for me, you're touching on a couple of things. Um, the difference between knowing and being known. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think you in particular, I don't know how many people you would think, or you would, uh, you would uh, assess that know you, but they know those things about you and their assessment of you is not negative or positive based on how much does Ruben know? Mm -hmm. It's not information because knowing you is knowing some of your quirks and some of the things that you, some of the things you're working through and some of your, some of your, uh, personality traits and stuff like that. That's, that's knowing you, but it's not how much, you know, like mm -hmm. people don't know you based on how much, you know, mm -hmm. neither me. I mean, it's like someone could be like, Oh, Ray, have blah, blah, blah. They, whatever they say about me, you know, they don't truly, that doesn't make them know me. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things about the, even this podcast that people that listen to us feel like they know us when all they're hearing are our voices mm -hmm. and, and they have the unfair advantage of, of, hearing some insights and how we talk and how we process things. So in a sense, they know us, but it's not information. It's more, um, something beyond the wall of information. You know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, I, I know you up to a certain point as much as you let me know you. And one of the things I know about you is that things that are happening in real time around the world don't distract you and they're not even that important to you. And so I feel like some of my duty is to keep you informed just to keep you with the, <laughs> with the process of, <laughs> of the of things wife, that are going on. I think my you know wife saying? feels the same way. Well, and it's kind of, well, and it's I'm genuinely good, interested in that. Stuff. I know you are. And I think, <clears throat> I think if you, if you were embedded in it, like I am, and I didn't even realize I am until I talked to you that I'm like, Oh, I'm pretty well embedded in getting information, you know, but that doesn't mean I know, you know, I, I think that's, that's not the same as being known. You know, mm -hmm. I think if you know me, you're like, well, Ray is, Ray has this characteristic and this personality, and this is what he says. When he says something, I feel like it's truth just because yeah. of the way he says it. Right. That's you knowing me, but that's not information. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to like separate the two thoughts of you're not, your worth is not based on what you know. Your worth is based on being known. Yeah. And so, you know, I like knowing information. I like studying history. There's, you know, there's all sorts of statements like, um, those who don't know history are prone to repeat it. And so if you don't know what's in the past, you'll just fall into the same trap again. And that's with lots of stuff that happened, like this whole Millie Vanilli thing, you know, go back to them, is they had an incredible career of being fakes. 
but it eventually found them out. And I think the truth there, or what we can learn from it is, okay, be as real as you can be, be as transparent or vulnerable as you can be. You don't need to, you don't need yeah. to be something you're not. You yeah. Know? I don't want to get anywhere that I feel like in this, like that I feel like I have to continue to fabricate. Right. Well, you'll eventually fall apart. Yeah. You it, can't hold all that. And it'll wear you out. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to, I don't want to wear myself out. Like I want to, I want to live a peaceful life. I want to live a life that is, um, real. Yeah. And, and I think even my temptation to be known and to be enough, uh, and I don't know, maybe it's just a human thing mm-hmm. or I, I, again, there's some of these theories that I have that I don't necessarily know how to put to the test yet. If it's just like a me thing or if it's like a humanity thing or what it is, uh, because... But I don't think people judge you based on what you know or don't know. I don't think. Like you you personally, like me observing your life, the people that are around you and the people that are gravitating towards you, I don't... It's not because of... It's nothing other than just you. Yeah, well, it can't be what I know because I don't know (laughs) Well, to answer your question, are you enough? I think the proof of the people that surround you should be a good answer. Right. You know? But then even in myself, if like, are those people, is the amount of people that God has embedded into my life, is that enough? Or do I need to chase more? Do right. I need to like... I think there's the danger. And can I and can I really just, just simply love the people that God... We had this conversation before where yeah. you're like, dude, you... I think as a... Like, as as a person who has the been wired with the gift of shepherding and God has really like just kind of given you that gift, you need to be okay with just like loving the people that are in front of you. Yeah, like right there. Yeah. And and I've like tried to live in that space and I've tried to own that space, but the I and I don't know why, but there is a temptation to operate outside of that mm-hmm. and to be like, oh man, I need to actually know like it's unloving if I don't know more people and allow more people in and mm. and like and, and it's not I had this conversation with my ministry coach um plug for tall oaks <laughs> tall oaks coaching yeah uh, dot com but I, I asked a bad him don't forget that one I, sa- <laughs> <laughs> I, I asked him I'm like okay I'm struggling because it feels like when I say yes to someone in my immediate, like who's in front of me, it actually comes with a good bit of guilt because mm. it seems like to say yes to them would be like saying no to everyone else. And, well, is, and that, the... is that loving? Is that like right. toward those people that maybe God like is actually like put around me to like somehow... <laughs> land in their lives. Like you're putting more pressure on yourself than God does. Oh, for I I would agree with that for sure. That's interesting. I I um <clears throat> I think the idea number 1 loneliness is a problem, like an epidemic. It's like there's lots of articles that you can read on the internet, especially since COVID. But loneliness is probably the worst epidemic of our time. And so the the desire for people to be known is at an all-time high. And so, <sighs> so we have information. So I think my point about information is we are overloaded with access to information. We're cyborgs. We have a phone in our pocket. We can get on the internet, whatever. 
there's always there's easy ways even our watches rings you know devices can get online and you can get as much information as you want but that doesn't cure the loneliness or the wanting to be known problem mm -hmm. so just because my smart device knows my name doesn't mean that it's filling a hole of loneliness and so that's the that's the first thing and the, being known has nothing to do with information you know what i'm saying it has to do with connection and walking with people and um, very, very important to actually that no one would walk alone. Well, and that's what I want. That's truly what I want to do with my life. And I think many people do, but there's, <laughs> it feels like, and again, this is me working through this and I don't know if it's a humanity thing or if it's just simply a me thing, you know, like that is like what, the working that maybe God is doing in my life right now, but it seems like not enough to just walk with a handful of people. Right. Like, and right. maybe that's the pressure that I feel as a pastor. Maybe that's like the pressure of ministry that you would be, you know, all things, all people, sort of, so to speak or whatever. And then people often remind me, they're like, Jesus walked with 12, you know? And like, there were like these kind of pockets of people that he like really walked with and invested in. And like, let's say 120 at the end, down to 12, <coughs> down to three, down to one. Yeah, I mean. And who really knew him? <clears throat> who knew him? Yeah, I mean, his disciples. There's kind of a case to be made that they didn't even know him until he died. Yeah. And rose, you know. Yeah, maybe, but... Like they knew him up to a point, and I guess the knowing is continual. Or maybe knowing comes to a place of actually believing that that is really who... Mm. I think knowing him and then coming to a place where they actually believed who he said he was... Yeah, that's different. ...are different things. Like so, Knowing and trusting are two different things. Okay, so, and that's even a deeper layer of like yeah. trusting that what you see is actually what you're going to get long-term for a person because we've become so good at becoming someone that we're not really. And all then of we, us are jaded. And so we look at someone and are like, eh, we'll see if the real person comes out. I know. Time. And then like stories come out of like these things that it really affects you. Of well, like, we're one week out from the bombshell um, in evangelical Christianity of uh, abuse and yeah. hidden abuse, the SBC and all the crap that's happened. There's plenty of articles and plenty of things to read, but it's cover-ups for decades. Um, so we actually, in our minds, can't trust anyone. Like we we think we don't really know people, and maybe that's what perpetuates the loneliness because even the people that are closest to us, we're like, hmm, are they really that person? Yeah. Or is there some other hidden thing that we don't know? Yeah. And that's where it gets like... You ask your the question. You ask yourself the question of like enough because I think on some level, many people would say that there's like you f almost feel like you have to operate at this level that's not real. Yeah. Whether it's information or whether it's like talent or whether it's a skill, like you're chasing something to be enough. When at the end of the day, like it's not really what you maybe what you wanted to chase, but you felt like you needed to chase it in order to be enough. Well, you, so you're using the word enough. Do you think it's 
enough or noticed? Like, is the, is the reason we pursue and try to get that stuff is that we're no, so that we're noticed so that people can actually have a, an opportunity to get to know us? I think So I, there's enough and then there's like, what do I have to do to get noticed? Uh, I think on, on a deeper <clears throat> level, like, but to be... Like when babies cry. To be truly loved. <clears throat> why like, do babies cry? Why do kids throw a fit? Why do... Why do uh, teenagers rebel? It's like, is it to be noticed? Because <clears throat> I don't know if they're thinking, am I enough? I wonder if they're just trying to get noticed. Well, maybe and then that's... once you're noticed, then you're like, ooh, <clears throat> am I really enough? You look in the mirror, you don't like what you see. Maybe, you, <laughs> maybe you're Millie Vanilli where you're faking it and you know it when you look in the mirror. And so then you're like, I'm not enough. Like if they really knew who I was, they wouldn't like me. Yeah. <clears throat> if we talked about it on here or if it was I think I think Swapna talked about it about like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. That's Steve Cuss, I think. <clears throat> imposter syndrome. I think it was Steve or Swapna. Anyway. I think it was Swapna. There's too many psychiatrists around us now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Love you all. I'm not down but on I you at all. So I mean I don't know. I, I don't it's frustrating. I'm sure it's frustrating for people listening because there's not like a conclusion. Um, What's well, chasing but... it down to the lowest parts? Like, why are we frustrated? Yeah. Is it because we people don't feel people? We feel like people don't really know us, or we don't know enough, or we haven't been or, noticed enough, or do we need to know more people, or do more people need to know us? I mean, what's the what's the angst? Like, what's the burning under there? Or is it <clears throat> answering the question? do we really believe that we would be loved for who we really are? Right. And that's like the, I think for me in my life at this, at this stage of the game, so to speak, and where I'm at in my life, that's been like an incredibly, an incredible gift that the gospel has provided for me mm. is like, it's really humbling and really just makes me stand in awe the thought that God fully knows me and that I am loved for who I am. Like, mm. and there's times where I'm tempted to chase something in the name of earning, if you will, right. or like feeling like you have to somehow. Um, that you can do something to make God love you more. Cause I, and I get caught up in that uh, more often than I'd like to admit. Is it because so you want you to stand something? out for him to love you? Yeah, more? like maybe. So there was a question in, in a, <clears throat> I'm doing a Devo with my dad and my brother. We do um, every day we do the Devo on this one. Today strikes that exact, something I've never thought about um, until this morning, until the question was posed. And it was, does... Do you view God's love as an obligation by God, like he has to, or that he chose to? Mm. Like, does God love you because, yeah, because he has to? Or does God love you because, oh my goodness, I can't believe he loves me because he chose to? So yeah. when you think about it like that, it kind of it kind of will drive you to earn it or let you sit in it and experience it, depending on how you answer that question. So does God have to love you because that's his nature or does God 
choose to love you because he wants to because he he takes joy over you yeah and when i'm when i'm settled in the response that god chose to it is i mean that really drives you to your your knees because it in just in awe yeah because you know yourself better than anyone knows you and for that to be true actually changes everything yeah like when you can strip away all the stuff that you know right. strip away all the things you've accomplished strip away any territory you've gained you strip it all down to just you and nothing else and say if there is loved. such a thing as you uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and he he loves you he chooses to love you and he chooses to to take pleasure over you yeah it, and and the, I forget the exact book chapter verse, but it says like it was the joy that that was set before him. Hebrews twelve to two. go to the cross. Yeah, to, Hebrews to go to the two. cross. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, despising so, the shame. Like he actually yeah. like said whatever. Yeah, like shame, so it was whatever shame he chose, and he knew what was happening. He was fully aware, and it actually brought him joy. Yeah, to go to the cross to show that he loved us for who Well, and thinking about the idea of him mocking shame, you know how most of us, shame's probably our biggest driver, fear, shame. Yeah. You know. I'd agree. It's kind of a a big thing, but Jesus actually mocked it. Mm. Like, what shame? (laughs) Like, you do you not know what I'm doing here? What shame? You know, and it's interesting because we we don't do that. We we tend to protect ourselves from shame. Mm -hmm. And when we're when we're shamed it actually drives us. So, so for example, if I ask you, so who won the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case? You're like, uh, and then a little bit of shame creeps up because you're like, shouldn't I know this already? Mm. They haven't released the episode yet. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like that is the response. And instead of just mocking it, like whatever, you know, it's it's almost becomes this mm-hmm. identity. Like it's the difference in a of knowledge is we assume that's identity, and that's mm-hmm. not identity. There's something about us that's beyond that deeper than that yeah here's a here's a really good example of when i felt like an idiot and confirmed the bias that i had about myself that i just (laughs) really don't know that much i'm not that smart and uh, come on i'm not i'm not worth much and all that all that kind of stuff like that that floats around in the in the shadows um so a junior high student of one of my one of my friends he's going into eighth grade showed me this picture of of a lady and she was making this like really weird face it was like one of those candid <laughs> moments of like eh, like and yeah. i was and i go i was like who's that <laughs> and it was camila harris our vice president <laughs> kamala or kamala, sorry. kamala sorry i'm sorry kamala harris <laughs> see i don't <laughs> You're bringing the you're no, bringing, it's because you're all the, the stuff during, out of the shadows. No, it's all the all the political things during the time when she was running with uh, yeah. Biden. Everybody couldn't say her name right, so they did this whole exercise about it's Kamala. Kamala, okay, <laughs> it's not Kamala or Camila or anything else. But anyway, Kamala Harris. <laughs> they were like, and and then their younger daughter, who is going into sixth grade, chimed in like, "You didn't know that that was." Kamala Harris, I'm like, sorry, I didn't. And it was like, That's and then funny. the 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 confirmation <laughs> bias just went 
nuts in my mind of like, yeah, you are an idiot. You can't even recognize a picture of our own <laughs> vice president. Like you don't even know who our vice president is. Are you like, do you even live in America? And it's That's on right. Memorial yeah. Day where it's like, it's like <laughs> we just we just read all these stories about like people who have given their life to protect our freedom. Well, she hasn't given her life yet, so it's okay. And I'm like, it's okay not to know. That's so funny. that was, and then in my head, yeah. it, it affected me of like, you're an idiot. You don't know. You don't know anything. You don't know the things that you should know. The things that you do know actually aren't, don't matter. You need to ditch <laughs> those things and actually give, you know, give attention to the things that really do matter and whatnot. And I'm like, oh my word, it was, it was a bad, it was a bad, uh, trail that I went down, but <laughs> That's interesting. All right. So yeah. I'm going to let you do a public service announcement while I go get some more coffee. So do you need a refill on your coffee slingers? We never even How about you do a public service announcement and I'll go get you more coffee? Perfect. Okay, great. Perfect. Let's do that. All right. PSA from Ray. I thought it was, oh, nice. Hey, 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 that rhymes. That's a boots and cats moment right there. PSA. PSA. I feel like that's something else. But anyway, yes, public service announcement. So one of our uh, partners is um, Health Markets. And Health Markets really is amazing as you guys have know know because i've talked about it a lot in this year's um, episodes they um, help with all your um, medical insurance needs so if you need medical uh, insurance or if you just have some questions about maybe some short-term care or possibly some supplemental care um, they even work with um, companies that will give you like um, uh, just in case you know, if you have a surgery or you're hospitalized or whatever, they will pay a certain amount per day that you're hospitalized or that you're out of care. So anyway, just wanted to give a plug to health markets because health markets with Wes and Jessica are amazing. I'm actually talking to Wes tonight uh, to see if we can activate one of our coverages that's like a, uh, it's not Aflac, but it's something like that, you know, where they, if you're sick or you're hurt or surgery, they'll they'll pay for some stuff. So health markets, they're amazing. So check them out. Yes. So the first uh, 50 minutes of our podcast was a little dark, don't you think? A little melancholy, maybe? Maybe. Maybe a little bit. So I'm going to ask you a question. Ooh. But it's it's about me, so okay. it's not I probably to put you don't on the know. spot. I it's probably not, don't know. Not, <laughs> it's not to put you on the spot. I've just... I've had an experience in the last week and I'm trying to figure out what this means about me. Okay. Okay. So, um, and I'm going to put this out there and people are going to be either upset or going to be like, whatever, Ray, you're an idiot. So I have, I keep saying accidentally, but it wasn't accidentally, but I was pushed into a situation where we inherited a dog. Okay. This was a couple years ago, a German shepherd, uh, named Remy Remington. And it was brought to our property where our kid, like for the, for our property, we live on property. And so the idea was this German shepherd's gonna be outside dog and it was going to roam around and whatever. Well, no one really spent a lot of time training him. And so he just became this community dog that eventually I became more and more like, I don't want to say the word attached. It was almost like I became like an alpha in this dog's life to where I was trying to train him and trying to, you know, get him to pay attention so that mm -hmm. we built this little pen by our shed. And 
it was close to us. And so he, it wasn't supposed to be my or our dog. It was supposed to be our community's dog, but it eventually over time just defaulted to be our dog. Okay. We got him a tag with a number on it and neighbors would call and say, your dog's over here. And, and then it was fine until he decided he wanted to eat chickens. Once he bit a chicken and drug him over to our property, I was like, crap, we got to figure out how to not get him to leave our property. So I tried everything from geofence. Anyway, I'm telling a long story to say that over time, this dog was Ray and Christie's and the Roten's dog. And it wasn't supposed to be, but it, it eventually became our dog. Um, so I last year felt bad because the dog was alone a lot and we had him caged up and it was kind of a sad life, you know? And so, and in the winter, you can't leave a dog. There's rules in Oklahoma City where if it's below 30 degrees, you got to bring a dog inside or protect him, shelter him, whatever. So last year in July, I'm like, man, we really, this dog needs another dog because how sad is it that this dog's all by himself? Mm -hmm. And so we adopted a little puppy, like a baby puppy, like a couple months old. And so I think it was like in September, born in July. So in September, we brought this other puppy into our life. Well, this itty bitty puppy turned into a hundred pound beast monster dog so harley is what we call this dog well when christy's diagnosis came about i'm the primary caretaker for harley and remy and i'm like man i can't take care of these dogs i need to find a home for them because who's going to take care of them if i don't and so we were in the hospital forever and i felt bad because they were semi-neglected even though that's probably inaccurate but i felt like they were and so um the one dog harley became escape artist. She began chewing holes in the fences and lifting up the stuff. I and mean, she's a beast, huge. And so she would escape, Har uh, Remy would follow her, and then Remy would take them and lead them away because Harley is a puppy. She doesn't know what she's doing. But she was just like, duh, 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 let me go, and she just runs off, and then she can't find her way home. And so a couple months ago, it might have been February, this Remy just took off and Harley did too. And we didn't know what they were. I was like, crap, they ran away for good. They were gone a full day. Um, a guy on the main highway... Um, saw this German Shepherd running around chasing cars. He stopped, he jumped in and he took him to the vet. They called me, said, we think we have your dog. I went, sure enough, there's Remy and Harley was already to be seen. And this guy who happens to be from San Antonio said, if you don't want this dog, I'd, I'll adopt it. I was like, please, man. Yes. Will you take two? <laughs> you take two dogs? <laughs> so Remington, which is the German Shepherd, was adopted by a guy. He took him down to San Antonio. And now we have Harley, the one dog, the puppy. Then I'm like, idiot, I shouldn't have adopted this dog. But anyway, so I keep looking for a home, can't find this home, whatever. So we have this one dog. And as Christie's treatments are getting better and we're having a little more time, I have a little more time to take care of this dog, which I'm still looking for a home for this dog. So anyway, last week, a week ago, Jim, my father-in-law calls me and he goes, hey, Remy found his way home. He's here. And I was like, no. And he goes, yeah, I mean, he's right here. He's looking at me. He's walking around with me. And I was like, does he have a slit on his ear? Because I was trying to like do some characteristics of Remy. And I was like, there's no way this, this dog found his way from San Antonio all the way to Oklahoma, which I mean, you've seen shows on TV, you know, like whatever those, you know, shows where dogs find their way home. Anyway, I was like, that'd be kind of interesting if that really happened. But I don't think Remy, Remy was always trying to run away. He wasn't trying to come home. So I was like, right. no. So I get home <clears throat> and there's this dog, German Shepherd. <clears throat> skin and bones, dude. Been on his own for who knows how long. And I was like, go home. He looked at me and I said, go home. And he ran off, like left our property. And I was like, okay. So dumb thing went home. Well, the next day it was back. I was like, dude, you better go home. Well, he's, he's 
he's going around just looking for food or whatever. So we posted online, did anybody lose their dog? And so I went outside and I got a bowl of food and I fed the dog. Dude. Mistake. I don't know if it was a mistake or just what I was supposed to do, but this dog is the loyal dog I've never had. Like the most loyal, unmovable dog for this last week, dude. We don't know what to call him. I just call him dog. Max calls him Ricky. <laughs> Ricky Bobby is a Ricky, Bo- Ricky Baba. Bobby. Ricky Baba or something like Ricky something. But it's Ricky. And so Ricky's kind of stuck a little bit, but I just call him dog. And I'm telling you, man, I don't know what this means, but I readopted a German shepherd. A German shepherd found me and is now looks at me like I'm it. And now I've been feeding him for a week, and he's getting his strength back. I We, we bathed him because he was filthy, filthy. Who knows where he'd been? Filthy. Today I'm going to take him to the vet. He has a paw that's hurt, so he kind of limps. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, uh, what is this about? Like, am I... Part of me is like, has this incredible joy looking at the dog because the dog doesn't run away. He just sits there. I don't have him t- chained up. When I walk inside, he starts howling like a like a wolf, like, oh like really sad mm-hmm. and i'm like what is, what's happening right now i don't even know what's happening because that's what i wanted our other dog to do but he would never do it he would always run away but this one's not and so i'm like okay god am i supposed to keep this dog am i supposed to like just take it to the vet and say sorry stray dog you know what i'm saying i was like i don't know what to do with that so what do you think well is it somebody else's dog like that's There's why no i said that's why i said it, it was that's why it i said it was a mistake rope. because if it, it was supposed to go it. home <laughs> It had a little rope on it. So it's almost okay. like someone dumped it. Oh, no. Like, I, like if someone was just driving down the highway and just dumped it, you know, like like they, it feels like someone didn't want this dog anymore and just abandoned it. Okay. Because it's been on its own for, I mean, it was so skin and bones, dude. It was sad. Big dog okay. and just like bleh, shriveled up. And now a week later, you can see that he's putting on some, some like muscle, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what this means about me. Part of me is like, am I a rescuer? Is that what that is? And I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be a rescuer, like a dog rescuer. <laughs> I don't want to be like a bleeding heart for like dogs that are like out there. You know what I'm saying? But for some reason, I'm sitting there and Christy looks at me and I'm smiling and she goes, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, look at that dog. It just cracks me up. She goes, holy crap. <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> so I'm like, what does that mean? About me, come on, Ruben, give me some insight. I don't know what it means about you, but you have gone through a lot in the last in the last uh, you know five months. And why would that you, kind of wh- thing bring me joy when I am not really a pet person at all? I don't know. You you certainly look at life a little bit different now, having gone through this with this journey with Christy. You know, you mentioned several times about, you know, saving and for a future that may not come and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, I think you you have a different perspective on uh, life in general. And so maybe it plays into some of that. But I'm not a I'm not a psychologist, so I don't know what it says about you. Weird. Other than you. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know. Um, 
I'm just trying to figure out because I've actually thought about a lot. Like on Saturday, I was mowing. Mm-hmm. No, I mowed on Sunday because we didn't have services on Sunday. Ooh. Mm. It was so wet last week that I couldn't mow on Saturday. Super so I, wet. So I mowed on Sunday. Yes, I understand that I'm a pastor and I didn't go to church on Sunday. I get it. People just stop judging me. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I'm mowing and this dog is sitting there and just watching me. And it's following. When I'm push mowing, he's just following me around, like wondering what's going on. He wants attention. Um, then I get on the ride there, riding mower and I'm mowing and he sits there and he watches me. And when I cross to the other side of the house, he would peek around the corner and make sure I didn't leave him. And then I'd come to the back of the house and I'd mow. And then I'd go to the front of the house and he'd peek around and make sure I didn't leave him. It was strangest thing. So I've driven away too. And he knows my car. So he sees me driving away. And then when I drive through the gate, he's, he's waiting for me at my house and he comes running out to the car. What is, what, what the crap dude? I don't even know what to say about that. Cause he will not leave our house. Like now he won't. It's like a stray cat, you know. <laughs> so I didn't know dogs did this. Oh. But he will not leave our house, and I'm like, "What is happening right here? Like, is this a sign? This I feel like this is what I told Christy. I was like, "This is a wink from the simulation," <laughs> and the simulation is like, "Oh yeah, you thought you were getting rid of a German Shepherd? Wink. Here's one. <laughs> and if nice I get try. this one away, here's another one. And here's another. Am I supposed to have a shepherd in my life?" That's interesting. So here's here's a question that I'm wrestling with. Like we ask ourselves all the time. And I asked this, I, I posed this to a friend of mine that was looking at making a, sh- a shift in ministry positions and geog- or geographical location. And he was really wrestling with it. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what's right. And I just asked him, I said, what do you want to do? Like, in your heart, like, if you could choose, and which which of the options would you want to do? And he, like, broke down in tears because he's like, well, I really want to do this, but I'm. it's unconfirmed whether that's what I'm supposed to do. And so I don't know if we carry a lot of weight with us, like trying to figure out, and again, maybe this is a me thing and and I, you'll have to figure out how you operate, but like you don't, you're, you don't seem to be as much of a black and white person as, as I am. No. Like, you're just kind of like, you know, you're open to lots of possibilities. That's either good or bad, but yes, that's true. But I wonder if this is a moment in your life where you can say like, maybe it's not, what am I supposed to do? But like, God's giving you an opportunity to what say, do like, I what do, do I want to do? <laughs> like, well, I tried to shoot and, this dog away two days in a row. Like tried to like run him off. Mm-hmm. And then I had something in me that's like, yeah, this dog's starving, like starving. Mm. And he wasn't aggressive. He wasn't biting. He wasn't jumping. He was just there. And I'm like, huh, I'm, I need to give him some food. Mm-hmm. And then once I gave him some food, man, it was like, he was real shy and skittish before I gave him food. Once I gave him food, I'm telling you, man, it was like, I walked in the house and he just sat there going, you know, just like, like, holy crap, what are you, why are you leaving me out here? <laughs> mm-hmm. So obviously this dog's been around humans, loves humans. He'll just lay at my feet. I'll sit outside. Like last night I sat outside. And he just sat there, laid there on the on the on the ground. And I'm like, and then um, on on uh, 
Sunday. Yeah, Sunday we had a cookout and I tried to lock him up and he crawled out of the fence, like something our other dogs would never have done, but he crawled out. And I'm like, what? And he just wanted to be with us. That's it. And he laid there and our little niece was pulling on his whiskers and he just let her do it. And I'm like, what the, what the heck? It's so, it's so strange to me, you know? So I was like, it's over the weekend. I'm like, oh, I got to go get this dog checked out. So today I'm going to try to get it checked out. I, did, I think there is a choice, obviously, but I don't know. Part of me was like, is it bad that I want to keep this dog when I've been trying to get rid of dogs? You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that says. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Well, that's kind of your MO. I mean, you think about your your passion for pastors to have somebody walk alongside them. Um you think about your desire for like to walk with people in just like really messy situations. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's, it's a, it's an opportunity to work itself out in definitely a different arena of life. Like there's people who treat dogs and I'm not going to confirm, or I'm not going to give you my insight into how I feel about it, but there's yeah. people who treat dogs like they are like human, human life, which is ridiculous. And, it's like, you know, it's so it's a different arena for sure. But I think your your mo. So what does it say about you? I mean, you have this desire to step into messes and like see how bad, you though. can see how you can fix. Which yeah, it could be bad if it goes into like this. The you know, I I can't remember if you mentioned it like while we were talking on the podcast or earlier, but like the savior complex yeah. of like, oh, it's my job to like rescue or to save or to like and be I didn't the feel that about this dog know? like I truly didn't and this is multiple yeah. times in my life when I've had situations with animals or people or whatever it's not mm -hmm. like I'm trying to it's just like man they're in front of me it's in front of me for a reason mm -hmm. so am I gonna ignore this or you know what I'm saying am I just gonna like shoot away and it keeps going back or am I gonna do something about it you know what I'm saying it's like I didn't feel like I'd rescue because I don't know anything about dogs I don't I'm not a dog person but yeah I mean, does it, is it increasing joy, you know, to, to do unfortunately, that? Unfortunately this week, and I say unfortunately, cause I really don't want it to, but it has increased joy incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> I've laughed at that dumb dog this week. Funny. Yeah. And Christy's like, she just looks at me and shakes her head. She's like, whatever. <laughs> and I think there's like, there's a difference between joy and happiness for sure. And I think this is where it gets challenging because you're like, you know, people say, well, it's a slippery slope. You know, you like, you're, you're mm. erring on the side of like this hedonistic life, you know, just mm. chasing after the things that make you happy, do whatever makes you happy. And it's like, it's not that it's like, I think some important questions to ask us like, are, are, does it bring us joy? Does it point you to, you know, uh, Steve Cuss talks about all the time about like area, like times where he sees or notices the presence of God, he lights mm. a candle, mm. you know, and maybe it's one of those moments where you can see it brings you joy because you, <laughs> I don't know, this is like maybe going way too deep about it, but like the, you see the, the situation that this dog was in and didn't have anyone. And who knows? And like, like it, it fits right into one of my values, my personal values, which is it doesn't matter where you've been. It only matters where you're going. It fits right into that because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know anything about this dog. I have no idea what his past was. Mm -hmm. I just know when he came into my life, it's like I can either neglect him, abuse him and send him away, 
or in the time that he's here, just feed him and and if the simulation will be on my side, it will he will run away <laughs> and go find somebody else. <laughs> but it's it is a weird, it's strange. It's strange because now I, I tend to see myself looking outside going, I wonder where Ricky is. I wonder where the dog is. Hmm. And then all I do is peek my head out and he's just sitting there waiting. How weird is that? I don't know. Dogs, I don't I don't understand dogs. But I think why that's people's experience like that. though with dogs. Yeah. I think people, that's why people like dogs. Because they're kind of loyal, man's best friend, you like stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I wanted these other dogs to be. But <laughs> now this one that I had nothing to do with is that dog. Maybe it's a gift. Maybe. So will you dog sit while I'm out of town every once in a while? Nope. <laughs> Man, that was a fast answer. He's good with kids. He's good with kids. <laughs> was this a setup for you to like paint this beautiful <laughs> picture of this dog? It just came like, to me. It just came to me. To be like, oh man, I need to paint a picture of this like awesome dog perfect, so that I can find someone to dog set while I'm gone. <laughs> it does limp, so it can't go very fast. So I mean, that's something about yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I. That's so funny. Right? No, You're like, crap. What I did I step into? I don't really. It's have a gift, that and I want to share this gift with you. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> love gifts, but I'm gonna reject that one <laughs> because I love you, and I don't want you to return to a messed spoiled up dog. dog. Spoiled. No, a messed up dog. Oh, your dog, your kids would spoil it, rotten dude. Yeah. I'm I'm resisting really hard in this season of our life to get any sort of animal or That's anything good. anything else that needs care. A turtle, dude. <laughs> a turtle. I'm at my max for caring. Ant farm. Oh, I don't want ants everywhere, dude. My kids would break it, and then oh. ants would be everywhere. Get some no. of that bulletproof glass and put an ant farm in it. Okay, okay, turtle. They smell awful. Scorpion. Who's gonna clean the cage? They they would kill they would kill one of us. Scorpion, because my kids would stick. They would. We had one before, and Jordan, like when we went on vacation, had to find a fish. A fish, (laughs) no, just a fish sitter, and the thing would not die. It was one of those beta. It wouldn't die. No, it was. That's surprising. That means you guys have a gift, dude. No, no, come on, dude. You're like trying to talk. Beta won't die. Like if a fish won't die, dude. I've had so many fish, and they've all died. Beta fish like live forever, I guess. I don't know, man. No, that's, that's it, impressive. It, it that's wouldn't a gift. die. That's a gift. And Jordan like fed, and I told her, I said, "Listen, if you forget to feed him, it won't get fed." That's really bad of me, but I'm not caring for an animal. Hmm. I don't want to care for an animal. Maybe when my kids get to an age where they're they can truly care for an animal, yeah. But outside of that, I don't have the capacity to to care for an animal while caring for four children. Just don't have So that's our PSA. Public was that was public the, service. Yeah, public service announcement oh. was don't give Ruben a fish. Yeah. He won't feed it. And and <laughs> and if somebody would like but to adopt will. Harley, let let yeah. Ray know. <laughs> yeah. So that he can the have the dog PSA. that he really yes. wanted and not yes. the other one. Please. Well, then I feel bad that he doesn't have a friend, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of a weird You can be his friend though. Yeah, but I'm spend, gone a lot. You can, yeah, I'm well, gone a lot. You can spend every waking moment. Maybe, maybe it's God saying that you need to just stay at home more, just become, <laughs> become a hermit. Yeah, me and my dog. <laughs> That'd be the life right there. Uh, yeah, if I could train it to go get stuff. You don't have to know anything. You can just hang it's good, out it's good, with your dog it's good. and your family. It's good. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Well, we got to wrap this thing up. I was going to yeah, talk about we this. We go. can talk about it next time, man. This book. Okay. Interesting stuff. What's so, it called? The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. 
Oh, by Charlie Maxey. I need to I need to expand my reading horizons into like well, this one's very easy to read arenas. too. Lots of pictures. And oh, cool. Okay. It's very. It's actually really good. So let's talk about it. All right. So season three, episode three, three three, three three, three three. The Trinity's three too. We need another. We need another. Three. I had to do a Jesus. Yeah, you had to like. Too. I'm sorry. Jump. I had to do the spiritual cue. <laughs> it was my. It was my need to like feel smart. Try trifecta. <laughs> Try you gotta Try. Okay. Um. Right, so. This is Ray, and I'm Ruben, and this has been the Rabbit Hole Ramble. It's a podcast where we say the, the quiet, quiet part, part out, loud. out loud. Did we say anything out loud this time? Quiet. I don't know. I think so. Okay. So we'll see some quiet parts. We'll see you next time. I got to get this music going so we can just fade out into oblivion. Fade into the night, but it's actually day. So we'll fade into the day until it gets night. And I'm just talking now. You're just talking because I got to play the night. It's going to be our exit music. I don't know. And we'll just all imagine that we are on a beach somewhere resting. Not raining on the beach. It's sunny. Tomorrow it's gonna rain. Blame it on the, blame it on the, blame it on the. Come on, add your contract, man. Might as well let's take it, add it. This would be you and me, Millie Vanilli. Let's start. We should do that. We should like find some good singers. We can be the pretty faces of the good singers. We can go on tour. Let's do it. Yes. Done. Yeah, Jack Wagon. (laughs) (laughs) Call it. We'll call it. Jack Wagons 2.0. Yes. Peace. Yeah.